0: Everyone, welcome to the MBA Agents Podcast. Are you curious about MBA student life in the US? Do you worry about how to navigate your MBA life? If so, you're at the right place.
1: MBA Agents is here to empower you to overcome different challenges by sharing tips and recommendations from many other Asian MBA students. We want you to be prepared for the crazy MBA world. Are you ready? Let's get it! Hey guys, welcome back to MBA Agents. I'm Jacob. And I'm Jay. So today's American culture we're going to talk about is the measurement system. As you may know, apart from most of the world, U.S. is using a different measurement system, which is imperial systems. And most of the countries are actually using the metric system. Like me and you, we're using um, centimeter or meters for measuring length. But in the U.S., they're using miles, yards, or foot. Is there any other examples you can give, Jay?
0: Uh, yeah. Also, when we talk about the temperature in the U.S., they are using Fahrenheit. But we are using Celsius, which is really different. So I'm, I get confused a lot when we talk about temperature.
1: Yeah, you're right. Actually, it's, instead of the temperature or the length, there's volume or weight. Um, which we use in a different way to to measuring, so it is kind of hard and it's very difficult because for metric system it's convert um, the units based on powers of ten, so it's very easy to do the translations. But like in the imperial system, it's I don't think there there's any rule, so you have to do it um, manually at least from my experience. So actually, I wanted to ask is there any difficulties or challenges that you're facing um, in terms of using the different measurement systems in the U.S.?
0: Sure. So let me think about it first. Um, I think when I drive, I feel it's difficult. So I'm familiar with the metric system. I'm from Korea. so And all cars in Korea shows metric system number in the dashboard. So when I speed up, Like the number, like 60 means 60 kilometer per hour and 100 in dashboard means 100 kilometer per hour. However, in the United States, as you may know, the dashboard shows imperial system, not the metric system. In other words, like the 60 means not the 60 kilometer per hour, but 60 miles per hour. So one day when I drove a car, in the U.S., and I speed it up until 100, which means 100 miles per hour. But I don't know why, but I think it's like 100 kilometers per hour. (laughs) So, you know, 100 100 miles per hour means 160 kilometers per hour, which is really crazy. I know. I hope you did not
1: get pulled over from the cops.
0: Fortunately, there was no policeman, so I... I like wasn't pulled over and I didn't pay any penalty, but it was a really scary moment for me. What about you? Do you have any specific um, fun story about this measurement?
2: Yeah,
1: well, maybe it's not a fun story, but it definitely is a challenge for me. Um, especially recently, I started to learn how to play in golf. And I think in the sports golf, it's really important to understand um, the distance, like the how far you can hit the ball, and then you can decide which clubs you're gonna use. And then in the US, they use yard instead of um, meter, so it's really confusing for me to um, to get this kind of understanding um, or gut feeling about like how how far is 100 yards, how far is 200 yards. It's 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 so hard, and, and sometimes because you know, like Michigan is a it's a football um centric community or the 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 college and they also use yard uh in in, in terms of like talking, talking about, about the football how far yeah how far you oh, the, right. the ball was been passing or you know they can take the ball um to how far so it, it it really gets me a hard time to making a conversation with other classmates from the US and the other thing is you know like people like to use talk um, to have a small talk and actually the weather is one of the most frequent topic that i used or the other american use and it's hard because they're always talking about the weather in the fahrenheit which i have no idea you know like w- w- when when american tell you like hey so i feel like today's weather is 77 degree <laughs> y- y- if you're like what it's 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 burning. It's you know, you're not supposed to be outside.
0: Oh, my god, <laughs> go home. <laughs> it's not enough going home. Like, <laughs> we, there's yeah. no way to avoid from get off from the seventy seven degree.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I actually I wanted to offer some tips that I use. Um,
0: oh, do you do you have a specific tips to overcome these challenges? I want to listen to your. Tips, because I don't have any specific things.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not be able to overcome, but for the short term, it's very easy for me to adopt to this new system. So I think if you stay, you know, long enough, you'll be able to get used to all this different measurement. But for me, um, in the first year, because um, if you know, like in Michigan, the weather is changed like a lot um, by hours, basically. So every time before I left my house, I would check the temperature. And for the first time, I'll just ask, I was just using those, um, you know, the voice assistants, like Google, Amazon, or Siri. It's really useful. And I just ask, like, hey Siri, what's the weather today? And, you know, she'll just tell me, "Um, what's the degree here? And actually the first time, she's using uh, in Fahrenheit. So I was, I got confused. And then I learned, like, I can just ask Siri, ask Siri to, convert from Fahrenheit to Celsius very easily, so I just ask like, hey, so you know for example like what's the seventy seven degree Fahrenheit um, in Celsius so she can just translate to me um quickly so that's one way that I be able to quickly adopt the uh, um, this kind of measurement issue so the other way the other way is just you know just keep some very important Numbers in your mind, for example, 32 degree Fahrenheit is a freezing point. And you know, like in Michigan, we, we do get snow and in the winter, it can be really, really cold. So this is a very useful number to talk with your friends like, oh, I think today is kind of cold. It's below 32 degrees or, you know, um, like you can use like 70 degree Fahrenheit. It's around like 20 degree, um Celsius so i can you know during the during the fall or during the spring i've just used like i feel like today is like above 70 or below 70 so so that can easily to navigate a conversation and without like actually you know knowing the, the weather is and and you know right because people don't actually know what degree it is now they just kind of got feeling right that's it, right it, yeah even even in a different country or a different scenario so as long as it's not you know that not that important it's not like you going to the hospital to to actually tell the doctors about, you know, like the, the temperature, your body temperature, I think it's going to be fine. So those are the two tips that I use. What about you? I know you say you don't have any tips, but how how, how do you find the way to overcome?
0: Uh, I think similar with you, just I'm using technology, you know, like old people just carry their cell phones. So whenever I over, when I... Whenever I face with these difficulties, I just using my cell phone and like change like like pounds to kilogram or some other things like Fahrenheit to Celsius. So like I don't need to memorize everything at first. Like I try to memorize some important things like my height, my weight, but it's so annoying every time. So just I'm using my cell phone. That's the be- for me, that's the best way to overcome these challenges and difficulties.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's totally right. Uh, actually, there's sort of apps uh, you can just easily download. Right. They, they provide you like all kinds of conversions in between different different units or different metrics, and it's helpful because uh, a lot of times when you're doing some kind of like a legal document, you have to fill like your height, your weight, and it it's. Very different, very annoying. So that could be the one way. Um, you know, just take advantage of the uh, advanced technology. So yeah, so that's uh, that's today's cultural that we're trying to introduce to you. And let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with our interview today.
0: Today we're going to talk about NBA clubs. There are many kinds of clubs that can help your MBA journey. From professional clubs such as concerting or tech club, to fun and social clubs such as whiskey or soccer club, you can have various opportunities to learn new things during your MBA life. However, it's impossible to join all clubs you want to participate since you should make a choice and concentration. Everything during MBA life is about how to distribute your time you should choose what club you need. Let's welcome today's guest, John Lee, a rising MBA 2 student from University of California, Los Angeles, which is UCLA, Anderson, to share his club experience and strategies about joining club with us. Hello,
2: John. Hi, hi guys. Hi. It's really nice to have you on our show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um so before we Diving into
1: today's topic, let's just let an audience to know you um, a little well. Okay. So, um, could you just quickly introduce yourself to the audience? We know you can talk about where you're from, and what did you do before coming to MBA?
2: Okay. Uh, my name is Jung, Uh and born and raised in Korea, South, in my whole life. And prior to Anderson, I mostly worked at eBay in Korea office for about five years. As account manager, and I really liked it, and would love to work in e-commerce industry in the future as well. And you know, US is literally a leading e-commerce industry in the world. So, so I was hoping to have experience in e-commerce company here. So that brought me to have MBA in the United States, because I didn't have any like working or living experience in the United States, and that blocked me a little bit to pivot it, pivot my location to, to America. So I thought that, and I still think that uh, MBA, having MBA is a good onboarding process to switching my location from Korea to United States. So yeah, that's why I came here.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, a lot of international students decide to come to MBA, study MBA in U.S. is because they wanted to pivot a location from their own country to USA, just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so is there any particular reason that you choose Anderson um, to study your MBA?
2: Yeah. Um. There are a lot of reasons, uh, but weather, of course. You know, LA weather. <laughs> yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I am recruiting for uh, e-commerce and broadly tech. And, you know, Anderson is uh, really famous for texting. So that's why I choose here. And uh, when I, when I search a business school in back in Korea, and I literally participated in like every single info, info sessions uh, for all schools. And yeah, what I felt uh, at UCLA's info session, it's, it's it's really hard to explain in words but it's I thought it's kind of good fit with uh I had really good conversation and it, I had really good fit with their the, the alumni there so that's I thought that it, uh UCLA is gonna be a good fit with my uh, my personality and my like the person who I am so so yeah that's why I choose it
0: Yeah, I also agree with your opinion, especially when you're talking about the weather in LA area, like that's so good. Like when I'm thinking about my life in LA, it's about surfing, like enjoying sunshine, everything's so good. Like So I also consider UCLA, like Los Angeles area for my MBA program, but Mm -hmm. I chose Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ross is a good school. Let us dive into our topic, clubs. So my first question is, how many clubs did you join during your first year MBA life in UCLA? Oh,
2: yeah, I mean, actually, uh, when you guys told me that this episode is going to be about clubs, uh, I tried to recall myself which clubs I signed up for uh, last year, but I cannot really remember. So I looked it up on, on Campus Group app. We use that app to manage the, the, the clubs. And here's the number. I joined 14 clubs, even with two-year memberships for all clubs. So I am currently an active member of 14
0: different clubs right now. That's crazy. I think... Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. I also joined um, like six or seven ish clubs, which I don't remember right now because I I just um, I'm active at Korean club or a tech club in Vlas, But like mm-hmm. I also joined general management club, marketing club. But I'm not that active in the clubs. So mm-hmm. why did you join fourteen clubs in UCLA? Ah, uh,
2: there's a lot of reasons, but. Uh... I want to I'm going to talk about this uh in the later questions but you know I just at the very beginning of the the MBA uh my MBA life uh I was kind of have a pressure to join like everything not even clubs like every single events and clubs and and everything even for not official like student led like social party or kind of things I I had a pressure to To just participate in everything, so that made me join fourteen clubs.
1: Yeah, I think um, talking about formal, right? Fear of missing out—that's the first lesson we learned from um, from our like school advisor or from like second year students—is trying to try not to overwhelm yourself.
2: Yeah, and... I mean that that is another kind of pandemic in MBA students. <laughs> like other than COVID, like you know, it's uh especially it, i I think it has happened every year in I think every business school. Like yeah. FOMO is is everywhere.
1: Yeah. Um so among all these 14 clubs that you joined, um mm-hmm. is there any one that you think is you like the most and how does it help you throughout your MBA journey um, in first year?
2: Yeah, I mean, all clubs have been very helpful, at least in some perspectives. But I want to talk about Andertech. It's a, it is Anderson Tech Club. And Andertech is one of the biggest professional clubs in Anderson. So like fast uh, database and connections are already there. And they provided historical interview questions and recruiting process for, for almost all companies you can imagine. And there are interview preparation groups. So, so Andertech made a group of one second year and three or four first years so that first year can practice their interview process with second year. So who had internship in a company that I'm interested in. So yeah, there are a lot of opportunities. And oh, and one, one more thing. Uh, there are lots of learning sessions and some were led by peer students. And they also, the, the club also brought very famous and expensive instructor out there and offered us for free. So it was, uh, for my case, it was basic SQL course. And normally you have to pay for that course like a couple hundred dollars but i paid nothing for that like 8 hour all day course so that is going to be uh that was really big benefit for me so yeah there um uh yeah there might be so many opportunities uh that you cannot even handle with professional clubs so i strongly recommend to join professional clubs uh not too many though like me but yeah, if you're interested in a specific industry or a specific function, then professional clubs will help you a lot in your recruiting journey.
0: Yeah, I also got a lot of things from tech club in Ross. Especially they do tech track, which is between 4A and 4B time. Right, I- right. We went to Los Angeles and Oh my god, not Los Angeles. We went to San Francisco and Seattle to visit some big tech companies such as Amazon, Microsoft, which was so great. Cause throughout through the that trip, I got to know some companies that I didn't know before, which is really fantastic. So and also the Ross Tech Club offers some mock interview with the real companies, which was really helpful for me to improve my um, interview ability or skill sets. So you said like you joined 14 clubs and generally you said it like every club helped you a little bit. But Mm -hmm. I want to ask to what extent did you find the clubs help you in your NBA life? Like Mm. it could be in terms of recurring, in terms of networking or in terms of making friends like that.
2: Yeah. I mean like I like I said uh at the previous question um like professional clubs help me a lot in my recruiting process and recruiting journey but besides the career perspective um I I wanna talk about um I wanna talk about the Interest Club and Identity Club. And you know there are uh, yeah, I think in most business school, uh, there are usually two different types of clubs, interest and uh, identity clubs. And both are really good to have on your list because those are groups of people who have similar interests or background with you. And, you know, when you go to to professional club events, then you have to be professional and serious. And of course, not all events are like that, but still you have to, uh, you have at least some pressure. Uh, to be professional. Uh, However, in interest and identity identity clubs, uh, people just came to chill and have fun. So much easier to socialize with them. Actually, socialize is even too formal to say. You can just naturally get along with people in interest club and identity club. So so yeah, in my case, uh, Anderson Soccer Club is the one. Uh, So last year, we hosted a soccer tournament And we invited more than 10 soccer teams across MBAs in the United States. And we also had a party after the tournament. And it was a really good experience to meeting and talking with MBA students from other schools. And and in terms of identity club, uh, I'm a part of Korean Business Student Association, uh, as known as KBSA. And being with KBSA makes me feel at home. Uh, I have definitely enjoyed my life in the United States, but you know, having people uh, who are from similar backgrounds is kind of big deal in your life, right? So, under KBSA umbrella, we support and help each other very closely, both for school and personal life, uh, because we exactly know uh, uh, we exactly know and understand uh, what is the problem and how they feel each other. So yeah KBSA has been very strong backbone of my MBA life so far.
1: Yeah I think to your point um that identity club did serve as a um, the place that for you to kind of you know with all this busy like very busy lifestyle academic recruiting and there's a place for you to just kind of take a rest and be able to engage with the people that with similar background and they exactly. are familiar with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And then actually, they are the people understand your situation most well than other you know other people coming from like different country or different region.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, when I say something and when I when I say some pain points, uh, yeah. in in my life, then <clears throat> they just understand like. They just totally understand, yeah, and they just feel me, so yeah, so yeah, I really appreciate appreciate that
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the con- the connection is really important and kind of support you along the way um in your NBA journey yeah, and then the, you mentioned about a soccer tournament, I did not go, but I know a lot of my f- classmates did win there.
2: Yeah, um, Ross is. Oh, uh, yeah, one of our our yeah invited team.
1: Yeah, I think that's amazing because you know you get to know people from different school, expanding your network. Um, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, Zero right. Sports.
2: Actually, uh-huh. in NBA life, I think um, like having connection or like having opportunity to interact with uh NBA student in other schools. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really hard to have those kind of uh opportunities than I expected mm-hmm. before. So these kind of uh club events mm-hmm. are are definitely uh, one of the good experience opportunities to meet people from other schools.
1: Yeah, I, I really do hope that in the future there can be a more opportunities for like different school to be able to engage with. Like students engage with each other.
2: Yeah.
1: Alright, so that is um switch the gear a little bit and let's talk about leadership. So I think in a club, there are always a like leadership role that you can try to take or participate. Um so my question would be like, did you take any of the leadership role in you know among those 14 clubs?
2: I do, I do. I am currently serving as a president of kbsa Mm -hmm. and i was a board member of rba last year rba is a retail business association Mm -hmm. and of course i recommend other students to participate in a leadership position in clubs Mm -hmm. but that totally depends on what you want to get out of uh, club activities and club experience uh, because serving as a leadership position requires uh, quite a lot of time and effort, and as you guys know, uh, MBA students are very very busy and there are a lot of stuff to handle. So, uh, having an int- illiter- uh, having a leadership position, it's 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 going to be good for your MBA experience, and it will. Uh, flourish your experience but I think it's not necessary so if you have enough leadership experience um, in your past experience and if you don't find anything you can get out of that experience then you don't have to do it Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's what I thought
1: so could you kind of elaborate a little more like what kind of Responsibilities possibilities that the leadership role would have and what do they do?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, in my case, uh, right now, I am uh, president of uh, Korean Business Association, no, Student Association. <laughs> so there's uh, a lot of like monthly meeting with um, like student board, like Anderson Student Association. And then, uh, I also have to organize a meeting with our KBSA uh, board members to plan out our our events and everything uh, regarding our club, and also especially for the identity club in Anderson, we have a diversity council uh, in in Anderson. So uh, we decide it's a it's an optional, but we it, in this year, we decided to participate in that council as a member. So I have to attend those uh, kind of meetings. So there are a lot of meetings. There's a, a, even during the summer vacation right now, I have normally like two or three meetings uh, every month. And so, yeah, probably it's going to be more busier uh, if the fall quarter starts. So, so yeah, having uh, be serving as a uh, leadership position is is yeah, it requires definitely a lot of work and effort.
0: Then, how did you manage or balance your time between club things and your private things? What I mean, private things is it could be recruiting, or it could be your academics. Because you said you joined fourteen clubs, which was which sounds a little bit overwhelmed, overwhelmed for me. And yeah. at the same time, you also did a, like leadership role in two clubs in currently the Korean club president. And when you were at first year, you do our retail business club, you mentioned? Mm-hmm. Yeah, retail so, business association. So I think based on my experience, like my first year life in NBA was all about which thing I need to concentrate, which need, Which thing I need to focus on, because there are so many professional clubs that offers many good things. As I mentioned before, like Tech Club offers tech track. And Marketing Club, there is a marketing symposium in Rust, and they also offer many opportunities of networking with real company, having a mock interview. And in terms of and in case of consulting club, they also do lots of activities about uh, their the specific things for recruiting for consulting. How did you balance your time between them?
2: Yeah, that is actually a really good question. Um, in my opinion, the entire uh, MBA life is about time management, uh, as you mentioned, Jay. Um, It is impossible to digest everything that MBA experience could offer to you and how to balance things Uh, that pretty much depends on personal priority. So in my case, my top priority in my first year is to get an internship in e-commerce industry and in the United States, because that's why I came here. Um, So... I didn't hesitate to put my effort and time for professional clubs. I joined four professional clubs and I put a like a lot of efforts for two clubs and other two clubs I put just a moderate amount of uh, effort, resources. But yeah, I just tried to fully engage with the professional clubs during the first year. And so uh, because uh, most of the events are related to the recruiting process. Uh, but for interest clubs and identity clubs, I honestly only participated in weekend events because I'm a kind of person who is easily distracted. So I try to avoid those kind of situation as much as possible. So I hope I can spend more time for with interest clubs in second year, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I think those are really good um, advice to the incoming student. So I guess um, I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, because you have participated a lot of club activities. Mm -hmm. So in your opinions, what's the right number? Or how many clubs do you think is more proper for students to join? Um, Especially you know, with all this stuff that you have to do in your NBA life? Um,
2: Yeah, five or six, um, in my opinion. Because uh, you might not be able to handle over five or six clubs. Uh, I was the one who was under pressure to do everything others did. Uh, And I personally don't recommend joining clubs for only that reason, uh, unless you want to burn out yourself and uh, you might if you do so and uh, you that that might make you lose your own direction and goal of your NBA life so when you choose clubs, I recommend to just try to focus on what you really want to get of get out of your clubs and sign off only three or four clubs at the very beginning and just see how other clubs are doing. And you can even ask to your friends. And if you still want to join the club, uh, then join later. That is not too late, I guess.
0: Uh, I think it might be a silly question, but like you mentioned you joined four professional clubs. That means you joined 10 interest and or identity clubs, right? Right. Is there any recommendation for uh incoming or prospective students about I know it's tricky it, it depends on person but how many professional clubs or how many interest or identity clubs you recommend like thinking about their uh their life balance.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh I think two or maximum three professional clubs Uh, would be fine and I joined RBA, Andertag and Soma and EA and RBA is a retail and Andertag is tech club and Soma is related to specific functions strategy and operations management association and EA is uh, entrepreneur association which is related to startup so I mostly uh, dedicated to RBA and Andertag and I got some help from SOMA, but I was not able to really uh, deeply uh, engaged with uh, entrepreneur association. So I think two or maximum three, uh, which aligns with, uh, which are aligned with your interest and career goal and would be uh, would work. And in terms of interest and identity clubs, I think honestly, you can just join as many as poss- as many as you want because re- uh, that is that club membership fee is relatively cheap, cheaper than the professional clubs and yeah, so for example, we have Surf Club, and I can't really remember, but it's the two- year membership it's less than less than hundred dollars so it's around 50 dollars for two years. So if you just go there like one or two times and have a surf lesson from your peers, then that would work. I think that pays you off, in my opinion. So if you guys you guys are laughing.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, that was actually, I wanted to follow up. Um, so first of all, I want to highlight that um, actually participating in the club Actually, cost you money, yeah. So you have to pay for like membership, um, um membership fee, um, for different clubs. Mm-hmm. So for us, I think um, for the professional club, it cost you about eighty to hundred dollars
2: okay. per, per two year. Oh, for two years, yeah. Okay, and then, uh-huh. yeah, Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I
1: was I was just wanted to mention that for I think for like. Identity or interest Club is relatively cheaper, but it's I guess around fifty to eighty ish. It depends the club. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess I was going to ask you like, so you sign up for surfing club. How much money did you pay for it
2: for surfing club for for like for for all the uh, clubs for 14, that fourteen fourteen clubs yeah. I can't even remember. It's it's definitely more than $1000. Because uh in Anderson, um professional clubs, it depends, but it costs you for two-year memberships, normally it's around 100 to $200.
0: Are you serious? That's really expensive compared with Ross clubs.
2: Yeah, it, it is, but yeah, I don't know about other schools. But yeah, that's, that is what, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that is, that is what UCLA clubs cost me. And yeah, but I don't think, I don't think that is too much, but because, you know, for two years, like I mentioned before, you will be offered a free course and a lot of like, uh, a lot of like uh, learning sessions uh, which is normally a paid course, and you gotta you gotta be joined that those kind of learning sessions for free. So for two years, I think that's that is a good deal.
1: Yeah, I think it's- considering an ROI, it is a good deal. Um, but also, just um, I guess for the incoming student or a prospective student, just think really carefully about um, how many how much time you have. Cause right. in the end, you, you might not have enough time to participate all the events like just John mentioned earlier.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and you have to pay those membership fees upfront. So, <laughs> so yeah, that would be uh, one of the things that you might consider.
0: So you shared like your leadership experience, your like um club experience like some professionals some identity clubs is there any other tips you want to give to incoming or prospective students in terms of clubs
2: in terms of clubs i think my tip is uh i just want to uh repeat my uh repeat the things that i mentioned earlier so I just I just wanna really highlight that just joined few clubs that you really want to join at the very beginning. It could be three or four four clubs. And then just see how it's going on. Like see how is your life is going on and how is your friends and classmates' life is going on and how is other club that you didn't join at that time. And how is their club is going, like, is doing. So, and it's, it's not too late to join the club at the club fair. And you, if you join the club after a couple months, then you can still join and you can still uh, enjoy and get a benefit from that club. So just don't be too, don't be too rush.
1: Yeah, I think um, you can also wait till NBA two if you have more time. Yeah, that also a, a good timing for you to right. you know, participate participate different clubs.
2: Yeah, every club, uh, not every club, but most most club, most clubs they have a one year membership as well. So yeah, you can you can join some of uh, interest or identity club just for one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your second year when you have a little bit more time. Yeah, Yeah. that might be a good idea.
1: Okay, then... um, So, as we all know, given the COVID-19 situation, the next year, I guess, all the club activities will be host, well, virtual. Mm -hmm. So, this is going to be, like, very different from what we have from our experience. Right. So, maybe... um, maybe you can just kind of describe or maybe in your opinion what do you think the club activity will be how will it be different from in person and virtual
2: i think it's going to be a huge it's going to be a huge difference between last year and this coming year because most of the club events that we had last year is 99 percent of the club events are in person events, and especially for MBA MBA um, events, uh, regardless of clubs, it's all in. There are a lot of in person events, and that's the default. And I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like we, I've never experienced uh, this kind of pandemic before, but. Uh, last spring quarter, uh, based on my last spring quarter's experience and people and students still try to uh, make a lot of fun uh, with club activities, uh, even by virtual. Uh, One example is um, I am also a part of poker club. So we usually uh, play poker in someone's house, but, you know, there's these days, there are a lot of like online platforms to play poker online. So we joined online all together. And that was actually even in some perspective, that was even more fun. Because normally when you play poker in someone's house, like you can just play maximum like eight people or seven people uh, because of the, the, the space. But when you play poker online and that online tournament there were like i guess it's over 30 or 40 students they over 30 or 40 students joined and we had a tournament over for about like 2 hours and it was it was really fun experience and and for for identity clubs events and we just all join in the zoom uh meeting and just watch the same movie or watch the same like drama or something, uh, like TV show this kind of thing and with a beer and just chatting. So yeah, we, we can just, um, there there are a lot of, already a, a lot of ideas uh, to enjoy club events in virtual. And I am pretty sure that these kind of ideas will be more and more uh, if the fall quarter and fall semester actually starts and people all just came back to campus, then, yeah, it should be fine. It should be, there should be another kind of fun that you can join.
0: Poker club sounds really interesting. It was really fun. Yeah, I think people are really creative in terms of making fun things like uh, based on my experience, the Ross KBC Korean Business Club, we also had uh, several times of happy hour, like two hours or three three showers, happy hour, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. And recently, some of my friends doing some virtual trip, virtual mm-hmm. travel. Jacob mm-hmm. and I talked about it yesterday. Like we can just you, by using Google Map, we can go some city and we can travel the city like virtually, which is really interesting yeah. it sounds nerdy but interesting
2: yeah i mean yeah i one one more uh experience just came up in my head is there was a one event virtual event um, led by identity club and just one guy who is really good at cook really good, really really good at cooking and he set up all the video cameras and try to teach uh audience and teach other students how to cook this dish, uh, how to cook uh, certain food, so it was also a, a really fun experience. I actually I didn't join uh, that event, and I heard that it was really fun.
0: So our last question today is: What is the one thing you wish you had known before starting MBA? Like generally, it doesn't need to be about club.
2: It's totally personal. Opinion. So, uh, but yeah, I want to say that uh, incoming students are uh, already professionals in their career. So I don't want to talk about career perspective. And uh, that's very, and that is also very different based on individual situation. But what I really want to give an advice to international students, especially from Asia, is to Be confident and be yourself. Uh, MBA is very fun and worthwhile experience. But at the same time, it's very challenging time as well. Uh, Plus, for international students who have no experience in other countries, uh, you've got to deal with extra challenge than other domestic fellows. Uh, Almost all environment around you will be changed uh, once you're here, including culture and language. And that could sometimes uh, make you depressed and unconfident about yourself. Um, but you don't need to think, about, uh, think like that, uh, in my opinion. Business school is, is going to be one of the most inclusive and supportive group you've ever belonged to, I am pretty sure. Your classmates, clubs and and everything uh everyone and everything will support you uh when you when you're struggling with anything and that's that's uh what i love about anderson and i'm pretty sure other business schools have similar culture so be confident about yourself and be yourself and you prove yourself uh in admission process that you are very smart and that's why you are coming to MBA. So people are ready to listen to your stories. So speak up your voice and, and your, speak up about yourself. So yeah, that is my word for future international students.
0: It was really great to hear your experience about club and about your tips, being confident international students. Jung, thank you so much for being our guest today on MBA giants
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope my story can help uh, many other students. Today's show was with John Lee from Anderson UCLA
1: in South Korea. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. You can find us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. New episodes come out every Tuesday U.S. time. Subscribe to our podcast, Follow us on MBAGents Asians on Instagram, Facebook. And please, please, please share it with your friends. Stay tuned and see you next week.